Welcome to this Law in Sport podcast with me, Sean Cotchall, the founder and CEO of Law in Sport. If you haven't tuned in to the Law in Sport podcast, it's here to help you understand the latest legal issues and developments from the world of sport. On today's show, our guest is Stephen Ridgway, the Vice President and Head of Legal and Business Affairs at Being Sport, who are part of the Being Media Group. Now, the interview is broken into two parts. The first part is about Stephen's career. Um, he worked at organisations such as IMG, Denton's and Sky Sports. Then the second half talks about the legal issues around piracy of Being Sport's media feeds by an organisation called Be Out Q, who are based in Saudi Arabia. Now, many of you may have picked on this, or picked up on this, I should say, in the press. But if you haven't, there's a link below to the, um, the press release from and information put together by Being Media Group. Uh, it's very interesting, very relevant. It touches on IP, piracy, media rights. Stephen's career is interesting in itself. So if you're interested to find out about Stephen's background, his career, his perspective on how the media rights landscape has changed in the UK, then that's the first part of the interview. If you're more interested in the piracy aspect of the interview and what the being media group do as a whole and their business structure and what their involvement is in international sport, or I should say in sport internationally, then that's the second half of the interview. Now, just as a heads up, there was a issue with um, some building works that took place halfway through the interview. We try to mitigate it as much as possible. Hopefully, it doesn't interfere with your enjoyment of the interview. But just as a heads up, other than that, you can, you know, if you enjoy the interview, you like it, please do share it on social media. You can you tag us at Law in Sport. Use the hashtag Law in Sport uh, on Twitter. I'm on SPCOTT um, or on LinkedIn, etc. Other than that, I hope you enjoy the show. So I'm here in the offices of Bean Media Group in London, around the Green Park area. And I'm our guest today is Stephen Ridgway, the Vice President and Head of Legal and Business Affairs for Bean Sports. Stephen, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Um, thanks so much for uh, taking the time out, as always, for, for taking the opportunity to meet up and, and, and be on the podcast. We've got some really interesting issues, that, legal issues, to get into. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm actually excited, curious as well, uh, to discuss. But before we do that, I know from, uh, from our previous conversations, you've got a really, uh, I would say, a slightly unusual uh, route into being a sports media lawyer. And I wondered if you could just describe, first of all, how you got into law and then how you became, a, essentially became a sports lawyer. Um, sure, yeah. Um, so I've, I've worked in the sports media and legal sector, um, I guess, for, for nearly 20 years. Um, actually, You don't look old enough. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I started in, um, as you say, in a slightly different route to um, the traditional route into law. Um, by when I left university, I, I applied for um, an internship program at IMG, um, actually for the for the then um, media division within IMG TWI, and um, the great opportunity that arose quite quickly there was that it was let's just say in the midst of the dot com boom at the end of uh, the late nineties, and um, they had launched a division called TWI Interactive, which was exactly that a new media division which was looking to develop on the 
the relationships that IMG had in, in the sector with big brands such as Wimbledon, the uh, RNA and, and others to look to work with them to exploit and develop their own uh, digital uh, interactive rights. Um, so I, I, I had a, a role there, a junior commercial role rather than legal role, um, working on a number of the properties that that, that, that division looked to, 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 um, to develop. Um, particularly, the, for example, that, that business did the first website for Manchester United. Um, similarly, one of the first websites for the, um, the Open Golf, and it also worked closely with Wimbledon on, on its digital strategy. Um, I worked on a, on a, a couple of projects with, um, with the International Ski Federation, uh, and those were, and those were somewhat um, ahead of its time, I would say. Um, in overall terms, but particularly they struggled because they were bringing some very creative and, and much advanced ideas in the digital space ahead of the market really being ready for it. And particularly it was ahead of broadband being, being widely available. So the strategy was around essentially doing what is commonplace now, so delivering rich interactive um, audiovisual content and other, um, and other uh, rights and things over, over the internet, but in an environment where really people were still using dial-up modems. So it was a bit ahead of its time. But that said, it was quite, um, it was a, a brilliant place to, to learn, and, and IMG has always been a And a how did you get into IMG, though? That's one of the things I'm curious about. Well, I about. simply applied as for, for an in, internship program after I left university. Having, having not studied law at university, I, I studied uh, languages, actually. So it was, um, it was a, uh, a, a dis... I saw the I saw the the, um, the advert in the university careers library and, and applied and and got the internship program and thankfully got a, a you know a, a junior job off the back of, of that. That's cool. Um, so yeah, so the division was it was a, it was a very interesting area and a number of people who worked there have gone on to um, bigger and better things, notably um, Perform Media Group. Um, who, some of the ideas that TWR Interactive were doing there were taken on by by people who, who went on to found that actually. Oh, right. So um, so the but the, the point I was making before, the, one of the challenges really was around the, the environment and the sector, and, uh, and particularly um, that the, the, the dot-com boom obviously went to bust, and, and, and there, were, there, were, um, there were the market change, essentially, and, and it wasn't ready for what TWI was trying to do. So um, I, 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 on the various projects, actually was working very closely in looking how we changed some of the agreements, changed some of the... Um, obligations, rights, etc., and and I actually found I quite enjoyed it really. <laughs> so um, having having gone in at, say on a commercial side, I made a somewhat um, snap decision to to apply to go to law school. Um, and co even though I was uh, advised by many lawyers within IMG that the crazy thing to do, um, I, I I made that choice and uh, and um, went to went to essentially do the conversion course and then. And then look to apply for training contracts. And, and was that full time or part time? I did that full time. Yeah. So so did did the conversion course um, at City University, uh, the, yeah, the postgraduate diploma in law, and then I did the LPC at um, at like the College of Law. I, I, my aim very much was to continue to remain within the, the with the sports and the media sector to essentially to build on what I'd done at IMG rather than. Start, start again. So my focus when I applied to um, for the law firms to do my training contract was to was to very much to do that. So I was fortunate to be um, offered a training contract at Denton's, which had a um, very long established sports practice, 
and um, and I, I trained there and, and qualified into the, uh, the the media technology media and telecoms group at Denton's. Well, it was interesting. Do you, do you think you had a sense then from your commercial experience that um, the 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 role of lawyers was going to um, become more important in the sports media space? Uh, I think I I think it can for for lawyers who are prepared to um, to recognise. Uh, the commercial realities of the, of, the, of the deals that they work on, really. So, yes, I think so. And it's, certainly, it's also the case, I think, that, that media rights were evolving, becoming more complicated. And so uh, uh, the, the commercial team also didn't, did, did, did need input from lawyers to, 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 to manage that process, really, to, to look at the, you know, the segmentation of rights, how, how to how to effectively document those in legal agreements, et cetera. And so, um, then, you, so then you applied for um, positions and you ended up at, was it initially Denton's? Yeah, exactly. So, 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 I, so I got the training contract at Denton's and, and, um, and then thankfully qualified into, into their um, t- t- technology media and telecoms group which in, in which the sports um, department sat. And um, the, the great op- um, opportunities I had there was that one of the big clients that the that the the, um, the firm had in in sports was the England and Wales Cricket Board. So I was lucky from a very much essentially upon qualification through to my entire time there. We we represented them on all of their media rights deals. So obviously the biggest ones are the domestic UK processes. So we we ran the ITT processes for um, on behalf of the ECB. Um, IT team in the tendering process. Exactly, yeah. So, it's, <laughs> just for people who are not necessarily familiar with. Correct. <laughs> Apologise for that. Yes, but yes. Um, so we 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 supported them on on those processes, um, which in in both cases um, where we we worked for the ECB on those, um, that concluded with um, agreements with um, Sky in the UK. So um, so essentially through that through that role at, at Denton's. Um, um, I came into contact with Sky, I suppose, is, 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 is um, the long and short of it. And, um, and so after seven years at Denton's, I, there was a fantastic opportunity at Sky Sports to, to move into um, that legal team there. So I moved, I moved there in 2013 um, and spent very five very happy um, and exciting years at, at Sky. And and what was your role at Sky at the time? What was the what did so it so because so, I think one of the things that people see sort of job titles and it's a bit like you know what, one of the reasons I'm here to talk about your current role now and some of the challenges obviously mm. I say I can always say obviously but some of the challenges that, that you're facing um, at the moment what what do your sort of day to day look like at, at Sky? Well, the, the the role of the legal team was very closely linked. And work, working hand in hand with with the commercial team headed up by the, the commercial director of Sky Sports, um, Richard Vero. Um, so we we supported them on on the acquisition of the media rights that are the life and uh, are the life of Sky Sports, really. So from every from the beginning of the process, for example. So um, most rights, major rights, are sold through uh, tender processes. Um, so the lawyers would 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 work with um, with the commercial team in, in, in reviewing the tenders, saying what, you know, making clear what they say, what they don't say, the type of rights are being offered. 
Um, it would be preparing offer letters, and then, of course, if successful, it would be negotiating in, 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 in conjunction with the commercial team the, the, the agreements. Um, so it was, it was very much embedded within the commercial. And it was a big role. team, wasn't it? Not really, actually. Oh, um, really? I mean, we felt like a big team. <laughs> no, I mean, surprisingly, um, the ded dedicated to Sky Sports, there were um, essentially three lawyers. Um, but that was, it's fair to say, that was part of a much bigger legal function at Sky, um, where advice could be sought on regulatory issues and, and, and other matters. So, yes, part of a greater function, but dedicated solely to Sky Sports, relatively small, really, considering the volume of work and... Um, that was that. Of course, that was a hugely um, uh, exciting time. I think in, in in the UK sports rights market because I joined shortly after BT Sport had been had been launched, uh, and went, shortly after they had acquired Premier League rights. Um, and so that, of course, was a was a was was new, a company on the scale and. Um, financial size of, of BT coming into the market was, was very significant and very different from uh, previously when, when the, the previous sports channels from Satanto to ESPN were simply standalone subscription sports channels rather than being part of a broader communications business as, as BT is. Um, and so understandably that changed um, the dynamic in the UK market and so there were five years, and there will continue to be, I'm sure, but there were five years of very um, significant um, you know, competition between two large players for, for rights, which led to, um, yeah, on, on, on the financial side, obviously the rights fees were, were, were increased, so that was great news for the rights owners. Um, uh, but it also, from a legal perspective, it, it, um, and commercial as well, but the legal perspective I dealt with, it it was quite intense, really, because there were, there were multiple processes going on at the same time. Um, the need to act in a um, rapid and decisive way to secure rights um, in the face of competition. But, but yeah, fascinating. And, and uh, uh, that's, that is really interesting mm. because obviously you benefit then uh, from, that, from that increased competition in terms of, on a personal front, because of the pressures that are there. Um, you, as you were saying, happens to, to um, you know, respond more quickly, make, be more decisive. There's got to be something that has... Um, been beneficial for you as you as your career's developed and now obviously you're at being so then when did you decide to leave and, and join being then and, and what was what was your decision in that process and then we can come on to sort of what your work is mm. today because it's as you were saying offline beforehand i think you're you're dealing with slightly different markets yeah so 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 the role at sky was um was UK and Ireland, where, where, where the main Sky business operates. It, of course, had, in the meantime, had bought Sky Italia and Sky, and Sky Deutschland as well. But um, the, the role that I had there was the U, focused on the UK and Ireland. Um, so the, the opportunity really came to join BN was um, in... When was it? It was uh, autumn... autumn um, 2017 and um and i eventually joined in 20 in, in 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 the spring 2018 so started here um just under a year ago um one of the great opportunities at being is 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 as i said kind of alluded to before is that is um it is it, it does operate in very different markets um and and and, and much more on a global scale than than sky 
which was a predominantly a European-focused business. Um, so, so that ne necessarily means significantly different um, opportunities and challenges. And, and, and whilst at its heart, the role here, and I'll get on to talking a bit more about the group, if, if you like, but at its heart here, the role is, is, is to um, act as a central rights acquisition legal function for the group globally. So um, when, when um, the business looks to acquire rights to, for example, the Premier League in, for exploitation in our Middle East business, then it will do it through the central rights acquisition team in London. So we, we act as the legal support for that. Or equally, if it looks to acquire rights on a more pan-regional basis, then again, it will be done through the team in London. Um, and that's really interesting. So you get this more global perspective. Mm. So one of the things that, that I was unclear on um, is how is the actual group structured and where does sport sit within that group? Yeah, so, so BN Media Group obviously is, is, is less known in the UK because we don't have any consumer businesses um, operating in, in, in this market. But it, to put it in context, it's a, it's a big company. It's, it's a, one of the largest independent media groups in the world. Um, we operate across five continents in 43 different countries. We broadcast in sports in seven different languages. And so our, our biggest um, businesses um, on the sports side are in, in Europe. So we have um, BN Sports France, which is one of the, 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 uh, the main subscription channels in, in that market, holding domestic French league rights um, and a multitude of other rights as well. We also operate BN Sports in North America. So um, we have a channel in, uh, in the States as well as Canada. The big rights there are La Liga, um, which we hold in both markets, um, and, and, and again, other rights as well. The, cha the channels we also have across Asia in, in, in five or six markets there. Um, similarly, having range of football rights predominantly, Serie A um, in, in a number of those markets, La Liga, um, and currently Premier League in, in, in certain markets as well. Um, and then also Australia, so similar, another channel there. And then the, the two uh, even larger ones are our um, business in the Middle East and North Africa, so the MENA region, which is where the group originated from. Uh, and so there we own the BN platform. So in that market, we're, the BN Media Group is more akin to a Sky, if you like, where we own the platform as well as operate sports and other right. channels. Um, so on, on, on a sort of portfolio level, the, the BN, uh, BN Media Group probably, I think it's fair to say, has the largest portfolio of sports rights in the world. Um, very large um, number of agreements with UEFA for you know, Champions League, for national team football, for, um, um, for the Euros in, 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 the, in the MENA, for example. Um, equally, Premier League rights and others. So, so in total... Um, we, we, I think we do. I think it's. Uh, I've, I've, I'm confident in saying that we, yeah, we do have the largest in total volume. I, of I, it's interesting because I didn't, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And so, well, that's all we have time for for this show. Uh, the interview was recorded in two parts, so you can tune in to the next episode to find out about all the issues around piracy in the Middle East, particularly with BLQ and the issues that BN Media Group and BN Sports have had. It's fascinating. If you're into sports media, sports media rights or sports law, then you're going to love it. Other than that, if you like what we do, please do tell people. You can tag us at Law in Sport or me at SPCOTT on Twitter. 
You can obviously find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. And other than that, depending on the time of day or evening it is, I hope you have a good day or evening. All the best. And thanks for tuning in.